0: Welcome in, Saturday episode of the Back and Forth Podcast. I'm your host, Stat Matt, aka Matt Raftery, joined alongside, as always, by my co host, Joey G. On this Saturday, make sure you follow the show on Twitter at BackforthPod. Instagram is at BackforthPodcast. And of course, while you're there, make sure you give the Talk That Talk Media Company a follow on Twitter at TTT Media Company, three T's, Media Company. The rest of their socials are spelled out at Talk That Talk Media Company. As we always do on a Saturday, we will give you all of our Sunday
1: and Monday night NFL picks. You guys are getting an episode while we're in Disneyland. That's right. How about that? We're recording this straight out of the Matterhorn right now. As you listen
0: to this episode, we are probably on Space Mountain. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Uh, but, But in all seriousness, we have our picks. We will touch briefly on the disaster in Los Angeles. No, that is not Joey Dom Aiden myself. that'll be the second disaster in Los yeah. Angeles, but we'll touch on the the big one that a lot of people are talking about um that being the Los Angeles Lakers uh lost again to the Denver Nuggets, I believe one ten to ninety eight if I remember right one ten yeah around there um'
1: Cause the net, yeah then that's weird the net score was one ten ninety nine so double pretty digit pretty double identical. digit
0: loss for the Lakers nonetheless. Um, now in 0-5 start, 0-4 four 0 and four start with a team that has LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook.
1: And the scapegoat for it all, which has been Russell Westbrook, did not play last night. Nope. Can't blame him now. So who's at fault now? Um, and I think in reality is, um, and we've said this before, Westbrook is not the player he used to be, but there's it, the, the problems on this team are much deeper than Russell Westbrook. Um, and then you have ESPN bootlickers, uh, or ESPN Laker bootlickers, or former ESPN um, Laker bootlickers, I should say, like Rachel Nichols saying they're gonna turn this around by June. And Matt was saying it before we went on the air. June of what year exactly? Um, Ain't gonna be this year. And if it's gonna be this year, the season's over in June. Yep. So they're gonna they're gonna turn around. LeBron's gonna be older. Anthony Davis is gonna be more fragile and Russell Westbrook is gonna be in Shanghai playing for the Shanghai Sharks. So what exactly are they gonna turn around here? Did she forget they don't have a first round pick this year? Yeah. Or next year. Well yeah, they're 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 right now slotted to give New Orleans uh Victor Wembanyama. So is that what she means by turning around? Does she think they're gonna get Wembanyama or something? No. <laughs> Does she think that they don't have their pick and the Lakers are going to be the ones that get them? I don't know. Um, but they are very well could give New Orleans uh, Victor Wembanyama, which would mean the final details of that trade would be pretty much all I need to say is Brandon Ingram and Victor Wembanyama for Anthony Davis, which I think we can figure out who won that trade. Um, but, yeah, um, like we said before, this team's issues are much deeper than Russell Westbrook. Um, it's a poorly built team, and – Um, you know, the villain right now is Russell Westbrook, but the true villain for the Lakers is Rob Polinka, um, the guy who put it all together. Um, and maybe you can put some blame on LeBron. I don't know how much of a role, uh, he had this year on putting this team together. Um, I know that the report was that Rob Polinka was going to take that over, which is weird to hear that the GM is taking his job back and actually putting together the team. (laughs) Um, so I don't know who did it exactly this year. Uh, but Whoever put it together, which I'm gonna say is Rob Polinka because that's what they're saying, um, did not do a very good job. And the the one part I think he did succeed in this offseason was going out and getting younger players like Loney Walker and, and Troy Brown Jr. who can maybe use his trade assets. But other than that, this is not a it's not a well put together team. And it's not a team anytime soon can, that can go the distance. And their best bet is that in free agency next year they get a home run signing. But like we've said before, no one wants to go to the Lakers. I'm sorry, you don't want to. I understand L.A. is an attractive market, but they're gonna pick the Clippers over the Lakers every single time, and they may not like hearing that. I'm not saying that it's a Clipper town over a Laker town, um, but Los Angeles, the Lakers, most free agents recently have not succeeded. Um, a lot of players around the league, or excuse me, around the league, prefer not to play with LeBron James, and your fan base is fucking toxic. Yeah, Russell Westbrook um, is getting death threats, and his family is getting threatened. Like you don't think other players players around the league are seeing that they don't see Anthony Davis getting threats. AD has one bad game and they want to trade him. No one wants to come play for that. So no 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 big free is going to come. LA is a very attractive market for a millionaire athlete. But I'm sorry to say it, they will pick the Clippers every single who don't have cap space right now. Um, they will pick the Los Angeles Clippers every single time, and that has literally been displayed over the last three years. John Wall, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. So on and so on. Players requesting trade and uh, requesting a trade and putting the Clippers on their list. Kevin Durant meted with the Clippers. He did not meet with the Lakers. I don't. I don't need to say anymore. So, um, I, there's like I said before. There's not. There's not a light at the end of the tunnel anytime soon for them. So,
0: yeah. I mean, Laker fans can have a field day as far as who they really want to blame for an own four start. The bigger question is going to be. How, how in fact, are you going to actually turn this team around anytime soon? Because we have both came to the conclusion it's not going to happen. Like, it's funny because Laker fans, their answer to this question has always been, oh, well, we'll get that one home run higher. Or we'll get that run one home run signing. And that'll just flip the switch for us. And who else are you getting? Because you're going to need more than just a home run signing. You're going to need, if you look at what the problem with the Lakers are is, and even a lot of Laker homers and all that have admitted this, is that they need shooting. So, in in fact, how many shooters are you going to put on this team for it to be a viable contender? Because if your answer to that question is just, oh, well, maybe we get Damian Lillard in the offseason or maybe we get somebody of that caliber, you've got to think a little bit harder. Like, you've got to go a little bit deeper. I mean, if nothing else, you know you're going to relinquish a $47 million deal at the end of the year in Russell Westbrook. I guarantee you if Rob Blinka has a half a brain cell left in his head, he will not retain. Quite frankly, if I'm Rob Blinka, I don't even want Russell Westbrook next season because one, he's going to probably cost a lot of money. And two, he's not really doing your team all that good. So if you're serious about turning the team around in a timely manner, the first thing you're going to have to do is let Russell Westbrook walk in the offseason. Go let him be with, I mean, we we kind of said it jokingly, but maybe somebody like Charlotte wants him or somebody like that. He's not going to make a whole lot of money but it is $47 million off your cap space that you get rid of, which is honestly like instead of the home run signing, if I'm Rob I might go out and get and take that $47 million and go get some mid-level guys, like guys that are good shooters. They may not be superstars, but they can be a good supporting cast for LeBron to build around. If you, if you're Rob maybe you're, you're constantly or you're seriously considering Moving on from Anthony Davis, that's another big chunk of your salary cap that you can free up and you can probably get at least a little bit of trade assets back in return for Anthony Davis. Granted his trade stocks probably not going to be that high. Not a lot of teams are going to want to take on a guy that is very injury prone. and It's probably going to cost a decent amount of money still. So maybe you get a, you know, a couple first rounders and maybe a second for Anthony Davis. Like, I mean the, the trade's not going to be that great, at least compared to where it was in years past. But maybe Anthony Davis is the guy, if you're the Lakers, that you look to cut bait with too, along with Russell Westbrook. And you say, you know what? We're going to try and build this team around LeBron. We're going to try and give him really good shooters to go to because, you you know, I mean, really the Lakers, outside of having everything go right in the 2020 bubble and literally winning the championship in a bubble, that team did have good shooters on it, which is probably the reason they were staying as competitive as they were maybe the Lakers go back down that route and say, you know what, we're going to have LeBron and we're going to give them a bunch of guys that can shoot. We're going to give them like JJ Redick type caliber guys that just, all they do is pull up and they shoot and they they shoot the ball. well.
1: Wesley Matthews kind of guy yeah, stuff like that. And I, I agree on that. That's the kind of supporting cast they need. They don't really need flashy, you know, guys with a lot of athleticism. Um, Cause that's kind of how they've been building their team the past two years. They're guys that just have good numbers. Um, Because at the end of the day, it's a team sport and everyone's got to mesh together and everyone's got to play as a unit. And uh, one thing I will give that Lakers team credit for in 2020 was they played as a unit um, and everyone on that team understood their role. And the issue with – contradicting myself here a little bit – the issue with signing younger guys who have had very promising careers so far is they're not going to be willing to accept that role off the bench and they're not going to be willing to accept – Um, being the fourth scoring option. Um, They obviously want to take the reins a little bit, and they want to prove themselves. And um, you've seen it happen on countless teams before that have loaded up like this, and it just hasn't worked out. So credit to getting younger guys to you maybe can use as assets and maybe have a little bit of a future. Um, But also, it may not mesh as well when you go, you know, get too many young guys like Kendrick Nunn and... Right. um, Brain fart. Kendrick Nunn, Troy Brown Jr., and Loney Walker. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you're the Lakers... I think the biggest priority this offseason,
0: as far as what you can add to your team, you need to add some of your draft assets that you gave away. Like you, ne- the, the fact that you're going to try and sit here and convince Laker fans that, oh, we'll be fine without a first-round pick till 2027 is not going to cut it. Like, you're going to need a, somebody's first-round pick in 2024, 2025. Like, actively, if you're going to shop guys around like Anthony Davis, that would be the, like I said, the center of that trade is I would rather not get any veteran uh, players in return for Anthony Davis. Instead, give me a lot of trade assets that I can use. Give me a lot of draft capital because quite frankly, you gave a lot of draft capital away to get Anthony Davis. He's not really panning out for you. And now if you're the Lakers, you're looking up going, we don't have a first round pick till 2027. And I believe our second first round pick is 2029. (laughs) So, I mean, unless you want to be that patient and wait all those years, you're going to need to find ways to get back in the first round in 2024, 2025, 2026, so that you can at least draft decent guys that you can develop, and they'll be, they're probably going to be guys that don't play a whole lot unless you get somebody's lottery pick by some right. by some means, but I don't think, I mean, Anthony Davis, to me, doesn't warrant necessarily a lottery pick. I just don't feel he's that high of a draft or that high of a, a trade asset for the Lakers, but you could get, let's say, like Memphis's first-round pick. That might work. You could get, you know, like take a contender team. You could probably get their first round pick. Like yeah. get a couple of those. Maybe you get a second round pick and it's two firsts and a second for Anthony Davis. Like that's about the right asking price, I think.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, before before we move on, they, they do have a 2028 one, but they can't trade it because of the Stiphon or Steffen rule. I forgot how to pronounce it. Uh, but that basically means a team cannot trade their own first-round picks in back-to-back seasons. I wouldn't trade it if I was the Lakers, I'd hang on to it. That's what I'm saying. So they, even if they wanted to, they can't. They can't trade a 2027 and 2028. Right. Um, they can trade the 2028 by itself, but they can't trade 2028 with 2029 or 2028 with, 2027, ah, 2028 with 2027 because of that rule. And as far as before we move on, as far as for AD, I think they can get more than two firsts and a second from him. I understand with his injury history. Um, but he's still a again when healthy a very good player and there is a team like a chicago or a brooklyn maybe um that would be willing to give up a decent haul for him it probably won't be anywhere close to what the lakers gave up for him originally right um but they could at least get something decent i've, I've mentioned it before with the bulls they could probably get a, a first and kobe white and patrick williams and maybe another first thrown in there and something something along those lines but that remains to be seen and uh um, they said at 0 4. They have the Timberwolves. We're recording this Thursday. They have the Timberwolves on Friday, which is tomorrow. Um, so spoiler: we are not recording this inside of the Matterhorn like I originally said. Um, we are heading for California tonight. So, That's right. Um, maybe maybe the Lakers just need Aiden to talk some sense into them. There you go. Let's unleash the Aiden. Um,
0: Aiden. but. As we always like to say on the show, we enjoy the Laker downfall. Um, Joey and I definitely. Uh, this is a good time for us when it comes Absolutely. comes to seeing the Lakers struggle. A um, little bit of a rough week for both of us last week when it comes to NFL picks, though. Who's I, ahead? Uh, I am ahead by three games. Um, I went eight and six last week. Joey went seven and seven. It it was one of those weeks. It was kind of like week one, where it was just kind of a, a rough week to to make picks. But we're back at it. We'll start with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I believe, uh, hosting the Denver Broncos, or no? I, I this game might actually be in London. London. It's a yeah, London th- this game. game is in London, six thirty a.m. Pacific kickoff time, I believe, on ESPN Plus. So if you have ESPN Plus, probably gonna be able to watch this game. The, the
1: poor people of the United Kingdom. I mean, you've you've gone through. They just keep getting really bad. I mean, I know. Prime minister steps down, another one comes up, they step down, and then. I think the worst of it all with everything they've been through this year is they're being forced to buy tickets to Jaguars and Broncos. Yeah. Um, by the way, I thought the Jaguars were a lot better than 2-5. and five. Um, Yep. Both teams sitting at 2-5. and five. Russell Wilson is playing. So I'm going to take the Jaguars here. Um, yeah, I mean, this Bron- like we said before, this Broncos team is just hard to really buy into it all, and I really can't put a lot of faith in them. and They haven't given me... I mean, most of America has seen this team play multiple times considering every week it seems like they have a primetime game. Uh, So everyone's just about sick of it. And um, I have really nothing good to say about this team besides Jerry, Judy. So
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I like Jacksonville in this game. Uh, Jacksonville's a sneaky good team. Like Joey said, they're better than 2-5. and They're better than what their record advertises. Um, I think they can get the job done. Especially, I mean, they've had a decent amount of games over in London. So they're kind of used to... Um, you know, playing in a little bit of a different time zone and playing um, kind of overseas. Then this will probably be, I think, Denver's first experience with it in a while. I'll take the Jaguars. A divisional matchup next up. The Panthers go to Atlanta to play the Falcons. We'll go with the Panthers. Um,
1: um they they had a very good week win ah, win last week against the uh, Tampa Bay. I know Tampa Bay is kind of beginning their uh, downfall as well, but a uh, very good one for Carolina. And maybe what they needed was just a, a little bit of a clean slate. Coach is out of there. Robbie Anderson is gone. CMC is gone. So maybe they just needed a, a, a clean slate and a little bit of a fresh start. And um, Atlanta is definitely, definitely a winnable game for them.
0: I'll take Atlanta uh, at home. Atlanta is another one of those teams, kind of like Jacksonville. They played better than what their record advertises them. Uh, they play hard. I mean, they're three and four, but really, this team could be, you know, four and three, five and two, with how good they played right. um, to start the year. Especially now being at home, I'll take Atlanta, uh, close win, but I do think they get it done. The Dallas Cowboys host the god awful Chicago Bears.
1: Yeah, it won't be much of a miracle for the Bears. Uh, they're able to pull off a a win Monday against the Patriots, thirty uh, three to fourteen, because Bill Belichick. Decided to pull out of the Marcus Arroyo playbook and uh start with two quarterbacks. Uh obviously didn't work out. Um so I'll go with I'll go with Dallas here. Um I mean they're just there's a better team. And defensively they'll make it a nightmare for, for Justin Fields. And the Bears already don't have much of an offense and now they're gonna be facing a, a legitimately good defense. Um they may not score over six points, to be honest with you. Yeah, giving the Cowboys in this one, I think Cowboys
0: win it running away. Not much of a contest here. Dallas takes care of business at home. The Miami Dolphins are going on the road to the Motor City to play the Detroit Lions.
1: Give me the Lions. Oh, he's back on the Lions. Back on the Lions bandwagon. This just feels like a like a sneaky game um, for Detroit. And um, Tua's still fresh from coming back. They had a little bit of a sloppy win last week at home against the Steelers. Now they're going to the road to play the Lions. Give me Detroit.
0: I'm going to take the Dolphins here, and it's only because I don't really trust Detroit's defense. If Miami's offense gets rolling, it's going to be tough to uh, slow down, especially if Tyree Kill can get to the secondary um, and they start putting up touchdowns. Um, If Detroit's defense honestly was a little bit better, I'd probably take the Lions in this game, but that defense has proven pretty much consistently this year that it's been a, a little bit of a liability for the Lions. So I will take the Dolphins, although I do think this is a close game, maybe even closer than people anticipate. The next game up, the Cardinals go to
1: Minnesota to play the Vikings. Give me the Vikings. Yeah. Um, We've talked about this. Well, here's the big issue. Call of Duty comes out Friday. Yeah. Is Kyle? Is, is this home or away for the Cardinals? This is in Minnesota. Okay. Well, so he's gonna bring his PlayStation. Yeah, he's gonna take his game, and yeah, they're gonna be like, "Kyler, you packed like your your laptop and stuff to watch film and everything, oh, right?" Oh, and he's oh, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, 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 totally, totally." Yeah. Um. So he'll be up at. 3 a.m. in this hotel room playing Modern Warfare 2. So uh, with that being said, give me the Vikings by a million. Yeah, this is a no-brainer. I, I actually came to the Vikings with that
0: same reasoning. I almost put Arizona, and then I thought, wait, no, I think Call of Duty comes out this weekend. <laughs> Never mind, give me Minnesota. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Vikings here. This is also a, a good Kirk Cousins spot. It's a 10 a.m. game at home. Nobody's paying attention. Kirk Cousins probably has 400 yards passing now and five touchdowns. So. Right. Uh, typical Kirk Cousins performance at home in a non-primetime slot. The home team, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, go down to New Orleans to play maybe Jameis Winston in the Saints. We don't know if Jameis is going to be playing in this game. It'll probably
1: either be Jameis or Andy Dalton. Who do you got? Um, I'm going to take the Raiders, but this could very well end up similar to how the Tennessee game ended going into a you're like okay there's no way they lose this this is a kind of get right game kind of start building some confidence uh and they found a way to lose it so and they almost found a way to lose last week against houston um i will however take the raiders due to the health issues and the uncertainty with new orleans right now um but hopefully the raiders can pull this one off and get to three and four i think the second place in that division is kind of wide open um for everyone so and I think it's a it's a division where three teams get into the playoffs as well.
0: Yeah, I, I like it. I'm with the Raiders as well this weekend. Um, I, again, this is a game they need to win to get to three and four. Um, kind of give themselves a little bit more hope that they can get to the postseason. You got to start stacking a lot of these wins if you're the Raiders. Definitely one of these games you have to get if you are Vegas. And of course, I don't. We don't quite know what. The status of either Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton's gonna be who's gonna be that starter. So with that uncertainty, I will take the Raiders. A team that has probably caught a lot of people off of guard as far as how well they've started. That being the New York Jets, they play host to a division rival in the New England Patriots. I'm
1: gonna go with the Patriots. Bill Belichick owns the Jets, plain and simple. Um, feels like the Jets could be seven and oh, and the Patriots could be all and seven, he'll find a way to win this game. Uh, So for that reason being said, I like what the Jets are doing. I really want to hop on the Jets bandwagon train, but um, I still think they're a few years away despite being 5-2. I'm not even sure they make the playoffs this year. Um, I will go with uh, the New England Patriots. Give me the Jets at home. I'm I'm, I'm, old. I'm
0: starting to buy in a little bit to what the Jets are doing. And, I mean, if (laughs) – my fear is bill belichick's going to start playing two quarterbacks again and like if if mac jones goes out and he has like three bad series he's going to go to zappi and we saw how that worked on monday night with the against the bears at home if he starts doing that the jets are going to have a pretty easy leg up i think on the on the patriots so i mean there's still a lot of uncertainty i feel like with new england i'm going to take the team that's riding a lot of good momentum uh, off to a really good start coached by robert sala i mean he's Proven to be one of the better younger coaches in this league, and uh, proving that he he definitely deserves a head coaching job. Um, coming out, coming from the Niners, I will take the Jets at home in a little bit of a stunner uh, to improve to six and two. This game, I tried to pit. I tried to pick Pittsburgh. I did, but I can't. Uh,
1: Pittsburgh goes across the state to play the Philadelphia Eagles. Big time rivalry. Pennsylvania rivalry here uh but I'm gonna go with the Eagles um no other reason then one one six and no oh, and the others two and five uh this might be the first year Tomlin doesn't get to a winning season could be or does not have a losing season I should say could be and I'm with it I I like the
0: Eagles in this game I think they win Tomlin may do enough to keep a game the game close and interesting but I do think the Eagles are the better team on the field. I will take them at home in the in-state rivalry. Uh, Next game on the docket, we've got the Tennessee Titans going to Houston to play the Texans.
1: Give me the Texans. Oh, here's the surprise pick for Joey. This is the surprise pick. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans who are very, a way to compare them is uh, very similar to that UNLV team last year. Um, they're better than their record says, and they they played a lot of their opponents very close, and there's a few games in there that I, they probably should have won. Um, so I'm going to go with Houston. I'm taking Tennessee. I think Tennessee does enough to get the job done. It's probably
0: an ugly football game, but I will take Tennessee probably by a field goal-ish. It feels about right for the Titans. Next game up, the Commanders
1: go to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Uh, I'm going to go with the Commanders. Oh, boy. Sam Ellinger is the starter. Matt Ryan's getting benched. I like Sam Ellinger, but this is going to be his first game as a starter. And he's going up against a pretty solid defense. I'm going to go with the the commanders. El- I
0: have won two in a row. I was going to say Sam Ellinger versus Taylor Heineke. All
1: right. Give me Taylor Heineke.
0: I mean, I'm not mad at it. I love
1: Taylor Heineke, but Heineke I should have been the starter for a long time.
0: Yeah. Probably more so than Carson Wentz for sure. Exactly. Uh, I'm not mad at that logic, but I am going to take Indy at home. Um, I still need to see a little bit more from Washington before I start buying into them a little bit more. Um, they've just been wildly inconsistent for me this season. Uh, the Colts haven't been that much better, but I do think, if nothing else, they, the Colts play really good defense and they run the ball very well. Maybe they, they try and win a low-scoring game with the Commanders. It's like a 13-10 to 10 type of game or whatever it is. Um, but I will take Indy at home to beat Washington uh, moving to the next game, a divisional matchup in the NFC West. The 49ers go to SoFi to play the Rams.
1: Give me the th- Niners. They're going to win it in, a, as they call it, SoFi South, I believe. Yeah. Uh, or no, uh, Levi, Levi South. South. Levi yeah. South, excuse me. I'm uh, we'll go with the Niners here. Um, CMC is going to have a full week to kind of set in. We already know how good this team is defensively. Um Matthew Stafford might throw uh, for five interceptions because all he's going to do is throw to Cooper Cup and uh, Tyler Higbee all game. So he doesn't know how to throw the ball anywhere else. But uh, give, me, give me the uh, 49ers here. Yeah, I'm with it. I like the Niners here. Um, there's some weird stat that, like,
0: it basically shows that Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay in this rivalry. Like, it's not really close. Uh, always plays or always finds ways to beat the Rams, whether it's home or away. I think this week's no different. I will take the Niners in a better defense, a better offense. And quite frankly, I'm not putting any trust in the Rams until probably further notice. But next game being played in Seattle, the New York Giants go to the Northwest to play the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Give me Seattle. Ooh. All right. Give me Geno Smith the GOAT. Uh they're gonna go to five they're gonna have to a five and three start. I think this Giants team is for real and I think they're legit, but going all the way across the country, playing at a very tough place like Seattle. Um, Seahawks, uh, it's not Century League Field anymore. So Seahawks Stadium, I guess, is uh, one of the tougher places to play in the league. So give me Seattle.
0: I'll take the G-Men. I will take the New York G-Men. Going, putting faith in both New York teams this week. So this could either go really great or backfire probably right in front of me. But... I would think the Giants, I like what they've been doing, similar to what the Jets have been doing. They've kind of been a cool story to follow all year. Um, I bought into them. Um, so I will go with the New York Giants to play a little bit of spoiler to the Seahawks at home. Next game, the Sunday night game, Packers go to Buffalo Bills. to play the Bills.
1: Okay. Bills, yeah. let's not even waste time on this one. Give me, give me, give me Buffalo.
0: Buffalo by double digits. This isn't yeah. gonna, this isn't going to be close. 35-17. Like, 30, yeah, this is going to be that might be that might be like a mercy rule. Right yeah, th- this might be. Yeah, it's going to be pretty ugly. Unless you, I mean, if you're a Bills fan, it'll be great. If you're a Packer fan, may want to turn away. Yeah. Um, last game on the docket, AFC North battle on Monday night.
1: Cincinnati goes to Cleveland. Give me a uh, Cincy here. Um, Cleveland got off to a two and one start, which probably should have been a three zero start. Um, probably should have gone off to a 4-0 start when you really look at it. They've lost their last five now, haven't they? Yeah, maybe even five. They've been really close losses, but that's the thing. They just can't play a full 60 minutes of football. And I'm going to put more stock here into the Bengals, um, a team that just came out of the Super Bowl than a uh, Jacoby Brissett-led Cleveland Browns team. So give me Cincinnati. I'm with it. Give me Joe Shiesty and the Bengals. Gets it done on, on Monday Night Football
0: and keeps themselves fairly relevant in the AFC North race uh, to try and, uh, you know, defend their AFC title, if you will. So I will take the Bengals to dethrone the Browns in Cleveland on Monday night. That'll do it for us here on a Saturday for Back and Forth. I've been your host, Dad Matt, a.k.a. Matt Raptory you joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Joey G. We are back on Tuesday with plenty to talk about from the weekend. Until then... Enjoy your Saturday and the rest of your weekend. And we will talk to you guys on Tuesday.